Welcome back to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My name is Sean Dykoff and I'm your host. And on this podcast, my aim is to help you improve your best asset on the golf course, which is your body, in order to improve your golf game as well as your health and general fitness. Now, on today's episode, the three topics that I'm going to discuss are three conversations that I've had with individual coaching clients this week. And the first one is on thoracic mobility. The second one is on how exercises in the gym can actually, in a few different ways, help us to increase our swing speed on the golf course. And the third topic is going to be five exercises or five ways that I break down different exercises in order to get the most for golfers or get the best benefit for golfers, but also translate to their general fitness and health also. Now, actually, I'm going to start with the creating speed in your swing or how the gym can actually help you create speed in your swing. And I want to talk about this topic first and bring up three or three reasons why it is the case. The first reason working on things in the gym is going to help with um, improving our speed on the golf course is by increasing our muscle mass or building more lean muscle mass. And the reason that is going to help us to increase the distance that we can drive the ball or our potential to drive the golf ball further or hit the golf ball further is because if we have more lean muscle mass, then we have the ability to produce more force or the potential to produce more force. I say potential because you still need to practice the movement in order to create more force during the movement, but having more lean muscle mass uh, increases it for us to, uh in in a really easy way just by being a little bit heavier and the reason this is the case is you just have to think about sports that have weight categories and you know boxing kickboxing mma all those types of sports have specific weight categories um weightlifting uh, olympic weightlifting because they know that people who are heavier are just going to be able to produce more power and force so having them fight someone who is smaller is not going to be ideal because they just land one punch and, and they would probably absolutely kill them. Um, I used an example this morning in a screening that I did with a, a new friend and client uh, golfer out of New York and uh, I used the example of Manny Pacquiao who's a tiny little Filipino fighter, um, one of the greatest boxers of all time as well, um, fighting against Mike Tyson and he could land a whole lot of punches on Mike Tyson and, and Mike might not feel how hard they are. Um, but if Mike landed one punch on Manny Pacquiao, if he was fast enough to get him, then he would have a significant amount of power, which would you know potentially kill Manny because he's just such a uh, so much bigger fighter. So increasing a little bit of lean muscle mass on your body is going to help you to have the potential to create more power also. The second reason doing exercises in the gym can help us with uh, our on-course performance is the kinematic sequence or becoming more coordinated and the reason it can uh, help us if we become more coordinated is we learn to fire different muscles together or we create more strength in muscles firing in certain movement patterns and this is going to only assist us in our athleticism which will translate to the golf course so if you think about the kinematic sequence there's a transfer of force through the body uh, through the golf club in a in a sequence which is known as the as the kinematic sequence and this is so that at the point of impact where we're, we're um, 
we're putting forward as much power as we can into the club and we're not losing or dissipating any of that speed or power potential through the body uh, through weak linkages or inefficient movement patterns or anything like that so we need it to be firing and working well in unison and the body is a big harmonious unit in order to fire that um, you know movement pattern in the same and repeatable fashion so Training in the gym is going to help us do that, um, and that's the second benefit is improving your kinematic sequence. The third reason is we are increasing the length of your swing by increasing your mobility or range of motion, and by increasing your range of motion, you're also increasing your strength through that range of motion. So if we increase our strength through a larger range of motion, it means that our club head has or our, you know, at the whole club uh, has a whole extra range of motion or extra distance that it can carry or travel when it goes back into your backswing, which gives it more time to accelerate in our downswing. And speed equals distance over time. So if we can increase the amount of time or increase the amount of, I shouldn't say that, if we can decrease the amount of time but increase the amount of distance that we're traveling then we're going to have uh, a greater uh, ability to create uh, more speed during the golf swing. So um, fairly you know, simple formula, but we need to, if we create more distance or more length in our swing um, and the time remains the same, the time constant remains the same, uh, it means that we are going to be uh, more powerful. Now, or we're going to move faster. Speed, speed will be faster. So the... The three ways there. Um, firstly, was increasing muscle mass. Second, was improving kinematic sequence, and then third was the speed equals distance over time formula, um, or increasing range of motion and strength. Uh, sweet. So hopefully that's given you like a slightly different way to think about it, and why you know different exercises in the gym are actually going to help you, um, you know, improve your you know athletic potential. So then you can transfer it to the golf course. Uh, the second conversation I've had this week is about thoracic mobility, and the so this was during a screening. I was talking to a golfer about this one, and uh, he was saying that um, he's really struggle. He really struggles with rotation, and he really needed to you know work on the amount of um, rotation that he was getting during his swing. So during the TPI screening, uh, I ran through the normal battery of tests in, in the standard order, and. The first few findings were really interesting because he had a little bit of a C posture, which is a rounded over or like a hunchback posture. And then when we got to um, focusing on just his thoracic rotation, uh, it actually wasn't too bad. Like it was about 40 degrees, which is higher than a lot of people that I see. Um, but that rotation wasn't too bad when he was seated up in a neutral position. So what what we found was that uh, he had he had tightness in his thoracic in the inflection and extension, so he was very rounded over from the amount of hours that he spends, you know, texting and driving and talking, sitting down, um, doing computer work, all that type of stuff, and he's in that hunched forward position or hunched over position. So this decreases the amount of extension, so it's putting his spine into into flexion and not extending it. So. In doing that, the muscles will shorten as well to that you know position that he spends a lot of time in. So when he adopts his normal golf posture or golf stance, he finds that he's very hunched over in it. And in being hunched over, it actually reduces the amount of rotation you can get. So 
if you want to try this as a little um, experiment at home, if you are to, so a C posture is where you're rounding uh, your back forwards or you're putting your head towards the floor. And then if you go to an S posture, it's where you arch your back and you lift your chin up to the sky. So you should feel when you do the S posture, like the the erectors of your spine in, in your lower back, you should start to feel them light up because you're engaging those to, to go into uh, really like a really uh, high amount of extension for you. So if you go into either of those positions and you try and rotate when you're in that position, so go to your S posture, then try and rotate your thoracic spine, and you're going to find that there's a limited range there when you're in that full extension. And then if you go to flexion, so rounding your spine over in that C posture and then try and rotate, you're going to find that you have a very limited amount of uh, rotation through your thoracic spine in that um, in that C posture or, or rounded over hunchback position. So when we say neutral spine, when we're setting up, it's somewhere in the middle of those two and preferably close to center. So if you want to find where that is, then the best way to do it is to set a camera up or set a mirror up and be looking at yourself uh, while you're doing it. Or if you're filming, you can obviously film and then, and then watch it back later. But so, uh, when you're in your golf setup position, round your back over as far as you can into hunchback and then arch your back out as far as you can into that S posture. And then somewhere in the center there is going to be your ideal posture. And then you can either be looking in the mirror and find where that central posture is or, or middle uh, middle ground is. Or if you're watching it on the video camera um, or the phone, you can go back and uh, have a look at it on there. Um, but then play around with how much rotation you can actually get through your thoracic spine in that position. And hopefully, like most people that I work with, you find that you can actually get a few extra degrees of rotation there. And it's a, uh, a very simple fix of just um, the, well, it's a cost of not knowing. Like if you don't know, you can't fix it. So now that you do know, there's an ability for you to fix it there. So uh, set yourself up a camera, set yourself up a mirror, have a look. Hopefully that enables you just to uh, eke out an extra couple of degrees of rotation in your thoracic. And it'll help with a, a bit of a longer golf swing and, and potentially the speed stuff that we were talking about before by having a slightly longer swing. Uh, you've got extra distance for it to travel and hopefully the same amount of time for it to do that, um, which means that you'll have a higher speed. Now, the yeah, hopefully that's uh, enough on that thoracic mobility piece. Uh, the last one that we're going to talk about uh, is five exercises for golfers or uh, to categorize uh, five different exercises for golfers. And they're, they're like overarching terms and you can fill this with uh, whatever you... Uh, whatever exercises you want, but I'll give a couple of demonstrations of uh, or examples of each. Uh, I can't demo it on a podcast. I can give you examples though. Uh, so if we think about categorizing movement, we think about five different movement patterns or types. So we've got squats, we've got hinging, we've got pushing, we've got pulling, and we've got rotating. And if we work in these five different movement patterns, we can create a really, really good program for golfers. And you can make it as literal as doing a warm up, so some sort of mobility and flexibility work, or you know skill work, or whatever it might be. Then you can literally do a squat, a hinge, a push, a pull, a rotate, and that would be a great you know day of exercising if you're to do a what's called a full body split in a in a program. And you could do that for five days, have five different squat type exercises, have five different hinge type exercises, and then you go across the week. Or if you've got a particular weakness, uh, you could spend you know four days working on all of the um, exercises, and then the fifth day 
overloading it a bit with um with a couple of extra squat exercises if that was your weakness for example so to to just talk on each of those so Squatting, uh, obviously, it's really important to uh, squat for our lower body strength to create stability, um, to create glute muscles and glute strength, um, and it can help us to create a lot of power, speed, and, and extra distance with the golf club because we can drive those legs, those strong legs, into the ground, um, but also plant that lead leg, whichever that uh, leg is for you, being a right or left-handed golfer plant that leg firmer or more firmly into the ground and then it's a stronger base from which you can then rotate around and create more torque and power in your swing. Uh, The next one is hinging. So uh, we're talking about hip hinging here. So predominantly we're trying to train uh, glutes, hamstrings, uh, low back, upper back to some extent. And this one's really good for uh, obviously your stance um, it's good for creating power because hips extending uh, is is what's creating a, a little bit of power for golfers. Hopefully not extending towards the ball. Hopefully rotating and extending uh, as we go through the movement. Um, it also helps us, you know, walk up and down stairs, walk around the golf course. Um, hinging is a, a very very important movement pattern for us. Um, pushing. So the the push and the pull we can think of as. Um, you can break it into upper and lower body, um, or you can just think of it as um, push-ups and pull-ups, uh, or many different variants of, of each of those. So if we're to do a push-up or a pull-up, we're doing a bilateral exercise. So we're doing both sides. We're training both um, both limbs, like both right and left hand, or both um, like chest muscles or, or back and lat muscles together. Uh, so you can do those, and they're the, the basic start points. Or we can do exercises like... Uh, bent over rows or um, single arm rows or torsionator rows, kettlebell rows, anything like that where um, single arm lat pull downs, um, all these exercises where you're just training one side at a time, which is something I'm, I'm very, very in favor of so that we're uh, not creating any instability across the body or any imbalance across the body. We're creating a, a body which has symmetrical uh, strength and power and speed and everything like that. Uh, because golf takes away so much of that by being such a, a one-sided sport. Uh, and then the same goes for push-ups. So, I mean, you could do bench press with dumbbells, and that's a unilateral exercise because each hand has to move the exact same amount of weight. Um, you can do, like, alternating dumbbell bench press. Um, you can do one-arm bench press. If you just held one dumbbell in one hand, it creates a bit of an anti-rotation. Um, so we're going into the rotation uh, side of training there uh, by doing that. Um, and you know, there's hundreds and hundreds more. Um, if you want more, you can literally go into the fairway performance app and just check out all the different programs in there. There's a whole bunch of different, um, pulling, pushing exercises, which you can, um, check out and see. Uh, and then the last one is rotation. So I like to think of, um, core strength and rotation together, uh, because that's genuinely how golfers, um, like categorize that. So, if we think, if I, th- if I'm thinking core strength or like ab strength, then generally what I'm thinking of is um, like if you're to try and do a sit up or a crunch like that, that taking the spine's reflection and extension. Um, so there's like that straight forward movement pattern, and then I think rotate is a different one, and we can break down rotation into two different elements. We can think of it in a, a rotational sense, so you're trying to move from one side of the body to the other, or you know trying to pull a cable from one side of your body to the other. Um, or we can think of it as anti-rotation. So uh, an example of this is a pal-off press, where if you were to stand um, you know, next to a cable machine, 
had it had your hands to your right hand side you kept your arms nice and straight and you rotated it so it was out in front of your body or you pulled it around so it was in front of your body you held it there you brought the cable in with the handle in towards your body and then you pushed it straight back out again as you're pushing it back out you're you're countering or what's called anti-rotating against the uh, cable machine trying to pull your hands towards it so that's an anti-rotation exercise and that's just as important as a rotation exercise in that it is what is uh, helping us essentially decelerate when we finish our golf swing so that we don't keep accelerating through it and you know twisting our spine in half essentially so rotation anti-rotation both very important for acceleration and deceleration components and then obviously just the basic core strength of building up your abs uh, to support you know to be an equal and opposing force essentially to your glutes hamstrings lower back upper back we, we want some core strength as well um, so we've got some bracing on both sides of the spine and the body um, to protect it during lifts uh, so hopefully there's just a, a little you know intro as to what sort of movement patterns you can be thinking about with the movements um it doesn't like it doesn't matter too much what you fill it with if you're just new to this then you can literally just do squat deadlift push up pull up and then a couple of rotation exercises like a russian twist and sit-ups and then there's day one of your program and then different variants for day two day three day four day five however many days a week you want to program for um, and then you've got yourself a five-day program. And then from there, you can set it up. So you want to work on muscle hypertrophy. So we'd do eight to 12 reps of each of those and at least three to five sets of each. Um, if we want it to be for more speed and power or for just general raw strength, then we do three to five sets of three to five reps of each of those exercises. Um, you know, quite simple um, to come up with this programming. Um, it's just actually implementing it, which is the hard part. So Hopefully that's given you some ideas. Uh, if you have any questions on any of these things, because these are all questions and topics which I've discussed with golfers this week, uh, then I would love to answer some more of them. Um, these these podcasts where I can you know jump on and and just talk like this to the microphone or um, answer some of the questions that you guys have enables me to answer it for all the golfers out there who just don't have the confidence and. Um, you know, they, they feel a bit silly or stupid for asking these questions, but it's information which will help everyone. Um, even the more advanced lifters will, uh, you know, or, or people in the gym will look at this or, or listen to this and they can pick up a thing or two. Um, you know, I listen to podcasts talking about these, these specific topics and there's different analogies or ways to think about it and stuff like that that I also get. So I really hope that this episode has helped you uh, either shed some light on a topic which you thought was, you know, uh, had some conflicting information or um, it's just helped you think about a, a particular part of training or um, you know re realign you with why you're going to the gym to increase your speed on the golf course or, or your club head speed on the golf course so i hope this has helped if you have any questions please shoot them through either instagram or i believe you can now do it on spotify as well um, or if you want to email me at sean at fairwayperformance.com that's s-h-a-u-n at fairwayperformance.com and I'll happily answer any questions on a future podcast. Until next week, guys, I hope you play well and talk to you soon.